Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Another Wednesday night is upon us, Audrey. I love it. It is a Wednesday night. It seems so cool that it's on Wednesday night. I know. We've been doing this for a couple months now, but it hasn't fully sunk in. That Wednesday has become the best night of the week when it comes to all things technology in Pittsburgh. And Audrey, we've got the future of tech and all cool with us. We do. Right now. A Absolutely. cool bunch of humans here. Yeah, a crew. We're actually, crew. We're, we're so great. So let's like hurry up and dive in. Yeah, let's make some introductions. Who's in the house? Hello, everybody. My name is Adam Patrick. I am a fourth-year pharmacy student at the University of Pittsburgh, and I'm very excited to be here. So are there six years? There are six years. Oh, okay. I just, wanted to, yeah, I I just wanted to sense that, so thanks. I couldn't do that. Great for being here. <laughs> hey, it's great to be here. This is Robbie Patel. I'm the lead innovation advisor at the School of Pharmacy. Wow. Very serious and very important. And my name's Dan Shrum. I'm a sixth-year pharmacy student as well at the University of Pittsburgh. Soon you're going to be ready to be released to the world? Yeah, we'll be out there soon enough. That's oh very exciting. Oh, my gosh. We've got to get their a, cards. That's quite the I – mean, That is. About that's a, a great accomplishment. Big chunk of your life here spent. Now you're ready to hit the real world pretty soon. Yeah, <laughs> oh, you're doing the old money sign there. Yeah, I see. I, I hear you, man. I hear you. Always known as school, so we're ready to get Exactly. Out so a few weeks ago, Dan reached out to me. He was like, we got this really cool hackathon going on at Pitts happening October 11th and 12th. Can we stop by and talk about it? I'm like, of course. These are the things we love doing at Tech Five. So first off – What's going on with this hackathon at Pitt? What's, what's the deal, Dan? Give us the details. Sure, yeah. So we have this hackathon coming up called the Pitt Challenge. And uh, for those of you, the listeners, who don't know exactly what a hackathon is, I'll talk about that just real fast, and then I'll talk about what we're doing differently here at the University of Pittsburgh. Totally, man, totally. Um, but a hackathon, just to begin with, uh, to make it very simple, is a lot of students coming together to build something new. And so the students are split up into teams. They get to pick their own teams, usually four to five students per team, and they're just creating something. Now, we give them tracks at the Pit Challenge. Not all hackathons do, but at the Pit Challenge, we kind of say, you know, we want you to do this or this or this, and we give, give them, them some options. direction because you want to solve certain types of problems, right? Exactly. Yeah. Structured innovation. Structured innovation. Exactly, mm. yeah. Sounds um, like a pharmacist. <laughs> yeah, a lot of structure. <laughs> a lot of structure. <laughs> so going along with that. Are there, are there side effects to these hackathons? <laughs> uh, lack of sleep is okay, probably the exactly. biggest one. Yeah. <laughs> so hackathons, that's a really good point. Hackathons are generally 24 to 36 right. hours. So much fun. Yeah. So nobody sleeps or most mm-hmm. students don't sleep um, because they really want to get done with that project, whatever they're doing in the time, time limit. Um, but so the pit challenge, uh, how we make ourselves unique is that we're specifically a healthcare oriented hackathon. And not only that, but we strive our hardest to include not only computer science, engineering, uh, any type of tech field, but we also include med students. We include pharmacy students, obviously. You know, some of the leaders here are the pharmacy Love students. It. Different mindsets behind it. Exactly. Um, nursing, PT, OT, anything in the healthcare field is what we're trying to bring in as well. Um, and so that's really who we're advertising to because we think that the people who 
who are seeing these problems day in and day out, like the pharmacy students and the practicing pharmacists, are the ones who are going to be able to provide some of the better ideas and some of the better um, feedback for the groups who are really hacking at these ideas. Yeah, like over the past 100 years, like the procedures and the techniques in the medical field have evolved and become better, and now it's more so the technology that's becoming better, mm-hmm. which is really driving these new practices. So what typically happens and who are you trying to attract? So for us specifically, we are for students. Uh, you can be a student at any college, in any university, and you're welcome for the pit challenge. Okay. Jonathan's a student of the world. I am. If you, as long as you have a student ID. <laughs> I can make an ID. Yeah, I know a place I'm going to do it. Are you kidding? We can get IDs. <laughs> Come on, man. There's nothing. I'm, I'm stopping by. <laughs> well, you're more than welcome to stop on by. So tell us about the different tracks that, that, that you're uh, setting up here. Sure, yeah. So just to give you an idea, we have eight tracks as of right now, I believe. Um, So one of which would be electronic health record improvement. So this is a hot topic, especially for pharmacists and doctors. Um, There's no perfect electronic health record out there right now, that's for certain. Um, And just to spiral off of that a little bit, we just recently got Epic, um, who's probably the biggest EHR um, in the United States, if not the world, as a sponsor. So they're coming on board. They're going to provide some mentors. Huge. Yeah, very happy about that. Oh, that's great. Good work. Thank you. Yeah, we appreciate that. Do you need a job? Oh, I'm (laughs) sorry. You're a pharmacist. Exactly. So we could use you around here at the council, <laughs> lining up sponsors and all. Come on. So what are some success stories? Like give examples of the past because there might be people who are listening and say, oh, I'm intimidated by that. But you're going to break it down so they're not. Yeah, and that's one of the best things about the hackathon. It's meant to lower that barrier to entry. Mm-hmm. So as we mentioned before, we have a great emphasis when it comes to focusing on healthcare, but anyone can solve a problem. So we have a very interdisciplinary approach where we're bringing together computer science, information science, folks from the humanities and business that can come into a room and say for 24 Definitely. hours we can make a difference. And this is actually our third time that we're doing this, so we have a got, track record. you got a track record for your tracks. We, we yeah. have tracks for our tracks. I love that. And in the past, the teams that have gone on, it's not always the first place team that goes on to have the greatest success. Of course, we want to set them up for that. Yeah, that's an excellent, excellent point. Talk about that a little bit. Yeah, our, our teams that have not placed, uh, say, first in any one category, but did well, and they, more importantly, formed connections and found people who are interested in the same things, actually went on to compete in other local competitions, but they've also gone on to spin out their own companies here in Pittsburgh. So we like to believe that it brings together people, but also supports what Pittsburgh has to offer in both technology and healthcare. So we're excited to do that for the third time. Impressive. So the third time means it's, it's doing its thing. And it's obviously, a, you got sponsors that are lining up And you for, got prizes? Yeah. What about the prizes? What about the short I'm, I'm all about prizes. Yeah. Sure. So we have first, second, and third overall prizes. They are completely fully cash prizes. So the first place cash prizes. like. Y- yes. Mm-hmm. So do the students. They're lining up for it. <laughs> uh, I've been to some of these. And when a student gets even like 5K, thrilled. It's a lot. Thrilled. Absolutely, yeah. yeah. So well, the first like 5K. Is, yeah, it's, yeah. I mean, to a student, that's a lot of right. money. And, you know, we, we encourage a them. CEO it is, too. Yeah. Well, yeah. To anybody, you're right. You're to right. a part-time radio host. Yeah, exactly. I want vodka. And there's nothing that says you can't be all three. Exactly. Okay. Oh, so so what is, what is your, your top prize then? So our top prize is $3,000 for the first place team. Wow. Um, and we highly encourage the teams to put that money back into starting their project. Oh, I thought so. buy it on beer and cigarettes. Uh, um, no. Okay. You can't stop that. <laughs> okay. <laughs> kind of spinning off of that, uh, more than just the cash prizes, the opportunities that we hope to present to these students. Definitely. As yeah. a major recruiting opportunity. 
opportunity with our sponsors and the innovations that oh, these students are. Oh, clever. These students are coming up with these great ideas, and these companies are there to see it. So we mm-hmm. hope that this can be a, a very it's, valuable experience and maybe the, even a lucrative experience. No, it's, a, it's the greatest way for people to get to know you. Yep. I mean, when you're exhausted, watching you in teams, figuring out ways to collaborate, understand, you know, ways that you can influence. It's amazing. I've been involved in hackathons where, you know, I'm a mentor and then at like at three in the morning they're calling me and going, ah, we need you. We're stuck. And you can see sunshine that comes out of that so often, more often Absolutely. than not. That's a great and point. And as, yep. um, as someone who hires people, you don't get to see that in an interview. You don't get to see that in just talking. You get to see someone working at their best. And so really, yeah. this yeah. is a great yeah. opportunity. I really am blown away by the interdisciplinary aspect of this. I actually thought it was not interdisciplinary. I thought it would much, you know, be focused on the, on the applied medical side, which is great. So if people want to learn more, they want to check it out, what's the best website for them to check you guys out? Yes, we have a, a website called pitchallenge.com. Is, I love it. Finding a website I can remember. It, I love exactly, it. Exactly. Very easy. Check it out and sign up. It sounds like a great way to spend a weekend and to really solve some cool problems. I can't thank you guys enough for stopping by to give some details on all this. We can't thank you enough for having us. Good stuff all the way around. Audrey, we got a ton that of great. Tech 5 coming our way. So. so great meeting these guys. I love it. Yeah. It makes me so charged up. So I'm like, man, the future of Pittsburgh is just so bright. Well, we're going to keep our eyes on them as yeah. well. I want Not just, just the hackathon you need participants. To report, you need to report back what happened. Yes. And we'll put that back We'd out like there to for have our that. listeners. So we want to know. Absolutely. All right, guys. Super cool. Super cool. Thank Pitchallenge.com. I remembered it. See? All right. It sticks. I love it. And we're taking a quick break. We're coming right back. This is Jonathan Kirsting. And this is Audrey Russo. Learn more about the Pittsburgh Technology Council by going to pghtech.org. Wednesday night is here, Audrey. And we're just putting the show into second gear right now. Getting everything all warmed up. I'm really excited about this segment. You are? I am. Okay. Because our prize is a big deal. It is a big deal. It's cool stuff. Let's just get to the content. I think we should. I really do. We're not going to mess around. Who's in the house right now? We have... I'm Erica Friedman. I'm here. I'm the Upprise Coordinator with Innovation Works. Okay. Welcome. Thank you. Hi, I'm Kenya Basel from BNY Mellon and the BNY Mellon Foundation of Southwestern Pennsylvania. Yeah. Awesome. Thanks great to have both tonight. of you here. We're happy to be here. Yeah. It's so great. So we're going to dive in and just really talk specifically about Upprise. And what I want to jump in is what is Upprise? Uprise is BNY Mellon Social Innovation Challenge that was created in 2015 to identify technologically based um, solutions, if you will, that can help nonprofits run more efficiently, more effectively, or better serve our community. I love it because it's that cool cross section yes. of tech and community kind of mm-hmm. coming together. And I didn't realize since 2015. Yes. Mm-hmm. Whoa, that's, that's crazy. So it's actually where tech is left off. And so that's the right. thing that I like about this. Mm-hmm. It's, and particularly today, all the lovely issues that we're facing in terms of tech. And mm-hmm. so let's just dive into what, let's talk about what are some of the ideas? What are some of the ideas that have been presented in the past? You want to talk a little bit to set the stage and then we'll jump into Erica to talk a little bit more about the process. Absolutely. We have been blown away by the creativity that has been exhibited in this region. We have no preconceived notion or idea what a solution would be. Um, we had you know, ideas from one that helped individuals that were visually impaired um, perform certain tasks, you know, things that we may take for granted, such as online shopping. We had another solution that helped make big data tools accessible to everyone, which was very important for mm-hmm. nonprofit organizations that may not have big marketing research budgets, exactly. helped them sort of focus and hone in on where can they be the most impactful. 
we had a very creative, you know, solution that helped child care workers, you know, document um, all the things they need to do, you know, throughout the day. You know, if you can imagine there, they have multiple sort of balls in the air and to be able to, you know, speak to a voice activated system to document everything that happens throughout the day to make sure that you are staying compliant um, was extremely impactful as well. That's really cool. So there are things, problems that that many of us don't even confront, but could change the world. Absolutely. Right, right, right. Absolutely. So that's exciting. So Erica, what's up? So what's going on right now on your, you know, in terms of all the things that you have to do? Sure. So right now we had um, the Uprise launch on August 1st and the application cycle open. It's been open since then and is open until September 30th. And just I've just a been few out, days left. Just a so few if you're listening, days left. Okay, yeah, just if you're listening, please go on to uprise.org and apply. Um, I've just been out going to community events and talking with people who are interested in applying to Uprise and talking to them about what is social impact to them. Mm-hmm. And it's just been amazing, you know, to Kenya's point, to hear people talk about different issues that are really at the forefront, things that we in this room So can you give some examples yeah. of things that have really surprised you? Just eye-opening stuff. We want to hear it. Um, you, uh, you know, I think it depends on, I, I had a conversation with people who are looking to address the opioid epidemic, different ways that we can do that. Definitely. How can we think about, right. uh, different technologies that would really help both providers mm-hmm. and patients and their families address opioids and, and, and substance abuse. So really thinking about that, thinking about, um, trying to think I've had a, so anything on homelessness, that's something that's. I feel like in Pittsburgh, we have a chance to sort of get ahead of. Have you seen anything? I haven't had if any not, conversations specifically <laughs> if someone about, has an idea. Yeah. Like, if someone has an idea, right. certainly. I'm actually a clinical social worker by training, worked as a social worker for five years and took care of a lot of homeless veterans for five years. So I can tell you firsthand that there's really a need for a technological right. solution right. around resources around, you know, just sort of different ways to really connect mm-hmm. people and to keep them. I know in, in Seattle, system. when I was at GeekWire last mm-hmm. year, there was a whole hackathon around developing solutions for homeless because their homeless population is just it's kind of out right. of control right. out there. But now they just got everyone to chip in and try to throw a whole bunch of money at it out there. Is Ooh. that what the, the yes, yeah. they're, they're trying yeah. to solve yeah. it. But I mean, the idea, so that's awesome. they were trying to develop like applications to where like, if you're living out of your car and your car gets impounded and your stuff's in there, like, so on the cloud, some of your ID exists so you can access stuff if your car oh, is impounded. Like and so once again, these are things that you just don't think about. But there's sure. a, there is a technology solution for it. Mm-hmm. And so it has something like Uprise bring technology solutions to some of these problems we may not even know about, Absolutely. but are impacting people's lives. That's just powerful stuff. It is. Yeah. It is. And I'm just so grateful to be a part of this program this year. It's really been a, a wonderful thing and a, a wonderful way to, to support social impact ideas in the community. Well, I mean, people are looking for impact. So it, the timing couldn't even be better as some of the people are running away from some of these big tech companies. They're trying to, they're really seeing more and more people saying, why, why mm-hmm. am I doing this work and how am I really having an impact? So the timing is, is really sort of impeccable in so terms spe- of so, the leadership. Yeah, speaking of timing, though, Audrey, with five days left to apply, like what's the application process like? Right. I mean, is it, is it hard to get the application in? Do I, do I, the application, you can absolutely do it in okay. five days. It's online. Again, it's at uprise.org. It's about 37 questions. And the way that, that BNY has designed it is really to, to, Make it as low barrier as possible. Right. They want get the idea understand. in there, and yeah, yeah. what is as Kenya said, there are no preconceived ideas about what social impact 
um, you know, aspect of social impact they're trying to address. Instead, you know, who are you trying to who are you trying to address? Maybe childcare providers are really on the forefront of your mind. Maybe the homeless population is. Maybe veterans are. Um, and and really putting that in writing in the applications so that right. you know BNY can see what you're doing, how you've thought through this particular issue, through the the competition itself, and and who it can impact in Southwest Pennsylvania. It's exciting. It's exciting Thanks. times. The other thing is. People shouldn't be intimidated by this, right? No. So absolutely. if I just have like a kernel of an idea, how far does or mature does my idea have to be? So we need to see a, a prototype of, of some kind. Okay. Some, it doesn't have to be. You don't have to have customers. You don't have to be okay. generating revenue. But we need to understand how does this particular idea that you have work? What is What does it look like? Do you have wireframes? Are they clickable wireframes? Okay. Just something so that we can measure where you are in the process. And again, which population you're looking to serve and how. But it, so it could be really, really early at, it, the, it at the concept stage. Right. Absolutely. And at the okay. end of the competition, so how, how does this work then to pick winners? How, what is the process as we move through? So a, a panel of reviewers have been selected from the community. We've gone to great lengths to really select a panel that's representative of the larger Pittsburgh community, um, and they will be reviewing the applications once the application cycle closes Very next cool. week. And how many applications do you typically get? I mean, like last year, was there a good number and looking to double that? Or, I mean, what, what are your goals? We have consistently increased from the beginning. Um, the first year, success for, for us would have been, you know, 20, 25. Okay. We received well over 100. Wow. We doubled that okay. the second year and we were pretty oh consistent with the third cycle. Um, but That's what's exciting. more important than, you know, the number of applications that we received, how many of them were impactful? Right. And that's what uh, make it extremely okay. hard. So I am envious of or not envious of the reviewers. <laughs> yeah, I'm they sure they're going to have an extremely right. hard time. Sure. <laughs> they got to come through. This right. So if there's a website. Uh -huh. What's the website? Upprise.org. Okay. And all the information is there. Okay. And if they have mm -hmm. any questions, there's mm -hmm. a way for their for that to be resolved. We'll make sure that we are continuing to push this out. Yes. It's really important. It's really important also in terms of Pittsburgh as a city mm. and sort of being known for this and known mm. for having this kind of impact. It mm. matters. Absolutely. And as I've been out, I've seen that excitement and I've seen the way that the city responds to this particular competition right. and the potential to do really good social mm -hmm. social good. That's awesome. I, I can't thank you enough yeah, for this it's good kind stuff. of work. So that put a little bit of a splash on this for you guys. Is it, if there's anything else, we've got about 30 seconds left. Anyone should know before submitting applications or going through the process, any, any parting ideas or words before we wrap this thing up? Apply, apply, apply. I like that. And if you have any questions, <laughs> please reach out via the website. Um, okay. Someone be very responsive to all inquiries. Kenya, Erica, thank you guys so much. Thank you. Great to have you here. Absolutely. Hey, we're taking a quick break. We've got more Tech Vibe Radio coming our way, Audrey. I love it. It gets me all charged up. I can't wait to do more. This is Jonathan Kirsting. And this is Audrey Musa. Learn more about the Tech Council at PGH Tech Org. Follow us on Twitter at PGH Tech. And once again, Uprise. Please submit. I said apply, apply, apply. <laughs> Welcome back. Really glad you're spending your Wednesday night with us here on Tech Vibe Radio. This is Jonathan Kirsting with the Pittsburgh Technology Council. And uh, tonight's show, man, we got a, a really cool set of guests here. You know, everyone hears a lot about what's going on with, with Agile these days. It's a kind of a cool word. And just before we start recording this, just realize that Agile has been out for almost 20 years right now. It seems like this cool thing that's been hanging out for maybe just four or five years. I'm like, wait a second, 2001 is when Agile kind of first hit the scene. We've got a really cool company here, Project Brilliant. We have uh, Ben Koppel and Aaron Koppel hanging out with us to really fill us in on all things going on with an agile scrum. And I'm just really excited to talk to you guys today. So yeah, absolutely. So first off, Aaron, welcome to the show, man. 
Hey, how are you doing? Very cool. So, uh, yeah, just, I guess introduce myself real quick, Aaron Kopel. Um, so I'm the CEO of Project Brilliant and also uh, Agile uh, trainer and coach. So I'm uh, with, um, certified with Scrum Alliance. And uh, so I do a lot of certification training classes and things like that. And I've uh, really been in the Agile space for, wow, about 10 or 12, 14 years. I've sort of lost track now. It's you are an agile expert. Yeah, I guess so. Uh, <laughs> At this point, you're an that. expert. Absolutely. <laughs> people always see like an agile coach. I always think of some guy like wearing like sweatpants. <laughs> <laughs> like you don't have to wear sweatpants when you're, when you're teaching agile and coaching agile. Not usually, yeah. Not usually. <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. And yeah. so Ben is your brother, right? That's right. Absolutely. I figured with the same last name, there must be something going yeah, on so there. Yeah, that'd be a, an odd coincidence, I guess. Absolutely. Work, but yeah. So Ben, what, 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 what's your role with uh, Project Brilliant? Uh, yes, I'm the director of agile coaching and... So also an agile coach and trainer, um, like Aaron, I've been involved in the with, working with agile teams for about 10 years now. Um, I played all the roles on a scrum team. So I've been a developer, a scrum master, product owner. I've been an agile coach, a manager, a manager, a trainer. Um, I taught classes at Northwestern university for a wow. while. So, um, I've kind of been on teams and seen a lot of perspectives. Definitely. No, you guys bring some serious depth and experience to what's kind of going on with that. And, and what's it like being brothers working together? <laughs> uh, I'll ask Ben first. Aaron kind of shakes his head a little bit. <laughs> I think it's been really good so far. Yeah, that's awesome. Um, a lot of times it takes time to you know build up trust and stuff like that when you start working with someone new, and right. we got way beyond that a long time ago. Yeah, I was going <laughs> to say that happened about like, 40 years ago. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> so, yeah, it's, it's been really good. So yeah, working together and like Ben said, it's you know a lot of a lot of trust is already there, uh, and that's a big thing you know in anything, especially in agile. Uh, Definitely so trying to help teams gain trust and things. So we've. We've got a lot of experience with that. Very much. So let's just start a little baseline. Like let's give our, some of our listeners may not know exactly what agile is. Give us a, a little overview of what that agile methodology and how it works, how businesses use this to, you know, develop products and software and all types of fun things super quick. Yeah, sure. So, um, you know, from a, an agile perspective, really what we're thinking about is a, a different way of thinking, right? So it's, it is, it's right. not about the process part of it. Uh, that's where it comes with it, but okay. it's really more about the thinking, like the mindset. The mindset behind and it, So right. it's really, you know, instead of... A, it's how you drink your coffee every day. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> something like that, yeah. Iteratively, incrementally drinking the coffee. Yeah. <laughs> that's the so, way I do it. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like a lot of companies, uh, you know, it's a lot of big upfront planning, huge projects that take years and that kind of stuff. And it just causes a lot of delay and getting feedback from customers. And so what Agile is doing is really thinking about it differently, which is let's get our customers engaged with us early and often and, and do things in small pieces and uh, just be a little bit, you know, earlier to market, things like that. And so it's that, that kind of thinking that really we're trying to get into. Right. And Ben, why does it matter so much for, for Agile these days for companies to be thinking about this? Um, I think just because of the, the market and industry changing, it's, things are moving so quickly right. these days that you have to be able to, to work with the customers um, and help them understand what they want to do and what they want to build. Um, a lot of times people think, you know, we know what we want and we're just going to build it and it's going to be the right thing. But what we need to do now is, you know, have teams that are working together closely with the customer and iterate. So build something small, get feedback on that with the, from the customer, make sure we're going in the right direction. Right. So I think that's why it's really important just um, really connecting people together so we know we're you know we're working together and building the right thing oh for sure and i've been seeing a lot very agile is being used across all different types of industries these days i think mean, originally it was kind of around software development and things like that but now i'm seeing it across like product development even like in hr departments and things like that like crazy yeah. Yeah. For agile. So i think everyone listening could be thinking maybe you don't have to have a full agile you know track but just the some of that mindset could be very useful in many businesses and industries right? yeah, yeah definitely so the whole year of 2018 i i spent time uh, working with non-software development teams. So I worked with HR, uh, marketing, data science, customer success, um, the brand and design team. So the whole year, no software development teams. I need to add some agile to the radio show. 
There yeah, you go. yeah. Actually, yeah. actually, I feel very agile sometimes <laughs> because when we're putting a show together, it's like we have guests lined up. Someone cancels out. I got to go and find somebody else. You got to turn on a dime sometimes. And uh, yeah, yeah I, I, I want to keep that mindset. So like yep. I said, it can be applied anywhere as far as that goes. Yeah, that's the big thing. I mean, you think about it as the way of thinking, and that it, it just applies to a lot of things. So, you know, I, I had past clients, as Ben mentioned, you know, he's been doing that all year. Uh, even like five, six years ago, I was at a big bank. Um, uh, and we pretty much applied it to every department in the company. Right across. They're a Fortune 100 company. Wow. And it was pretty much everywhere. HR, marketing, finance, legal even. Uh, so how they manage their work in the legal department. Oh, that must have been fun. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> it helped them get a bit more nimble and think about things differently, which is probably a good thing. So, so I guess obviously when, you, when you're coming in and you're coaching and bringing this in to workplace cultures, it, it probably creates like a little bit of a hubbub sometimes because it, it does get people in departments that are used to very rigid ways of thinking all of a sudden they saying, no, we're going to do things quickly. We're going to, you know, innovate fast, fail fast, learn from that, yep. keep, keep building and building and building. What's that like when you walk into a, a big bank? Yeah, it's, <laughs> it's, uh, it's interesting. You know, there's, there's a lot of, uh, a lot of people that are excited because, uh, you know, we, we promote this, this is really trying to empower people and things like that. Um, and so a lot of people on the teams are going to get pretty excited. Uh, but then there are some people that get a little bit nervous as well because things are changing. What they've done traditionally for a long time is, uh, going to be disrupted. And sometimes they're not quite sure what that means for them. And, um, and, you know, there's a lot of, uh, misunderstanding out in the world about, you know, what is this agile thing and what does it mean to me and my role? And, exactly. And so sometimes there's a lot of concern as well, but that's part of what we do as coaches. Just say it's going to make your job a lot more fun. Yeah. yeah. Right. It's going <laughs> to make it more fun and exciting. And, uh, you know, hopefully, uh, we're trying to help people be happier at work. And that's a big part of it. It's not just about Definitely. squeezing more productivity out of people. It's about helping them be more happy and more engaged and that kind of stuff. And that usually results in things like increased productivity. But that's, you know, from a leadership perspective, oftentimes why they think they're getting into this. But it's really about, um, you know, helping people be more engaged. And that gives you all the benefits that they're looking for. Very much so. If, if we're kind of halfway through this segment, to remind people, we're talking to Project Brilliant here. What's your website? People want to learn more about what's going on. Amazingly enough, it is projectbrilliant.com. Brilliant. <laughs> Great idea. <laughs> very, very, very cool. Yeah. So oftentimes I hear the word scrum intertwined with the word agile. Tell us about what's going on within, within scrum and, yeah. and what does that mean? Yeah, actually, uh, so Scrum and Agile are, are two different things. And we, we probably describe Scrum as like a flavor of Agile. Uh, it's often what you hear. So Agile is sort of the mindset part of it. And if you think about Scrum, it's really more how do you manage the work? And gotcha. so we call Scrum okay. a framework used to manage the work in an Agile-minded way. That makes sense. And actually, Scrum predates Agile. So, ah, okay. So Agile, you know, sort of formally coined in 2001. And Scrum's been around since the mid-80s. Since the mid-80s. Really okay. Uh, and used for software projects uh, in the mid-90s. So gotcha. So obviously, obviously, Agile and Scrum are not fads. You started talking about something that's been around for like two decades, now, like, a, like a generation at this point. So Agile is here to stay, obviously, and it keeps evolving. Yeah. Where do you kind of see things moving as, as agile, as you say, infiltrates all aspects of business these days? Yeah. So we, we, uh, you know, get this question a lot. Hey, I think agile is just a fad. What's going on here? And, uh, I would say it's, it's not, it's really just a response to increasing speed of change. And so things are just getting faster and, and moving. And so agile is really just a response to that, trying to, you know, get our hands around it and, and sort of, uh, experiment our way into right solutions for customers and things like that. And so, uh, things are only getting faster. And so I don't think that's going to go away. It's just trying to figure out how to be even more agile. And so a lot of that's, you know, breaking down the barriers that are stopping people from really collaborating Definitely. effectively. 
Absolutely. Absolutely. So you guys are both coaches, right? Mm-hmm. And I think that's, an, that's a really good name for what you guys do because, because you, you work on many different levels. You're not just teaching something, but you're kind of inspiring. You're kind of moving people forward. Tell us a bit more what it's like, like being a coach and what an engagement is like when you're in an organization and you're there, like I said, with the, with the wristbands on all <laughs> yep. limbered yeah, up and ready to go. <laughs> you got our whistle. <laughs> and your whistle. Yeah. Um, yeah. So it's, it's great because again, we're working with people. So we go into an organization and and help them understand what they would like to achieve and like which direction they would like to move in and then we support them in that so as a coach you can take multiple stances um, you know you could be more of a consultant and give you know here's my experience here's what we could do right. or but as a coach we're typically trying to help them um, you know unlock what they're looking for inside of them and then help them help them move that direction themselves very cool stuff very yeah cool it's stuff. a lot of like Ben said it's really Help them figure out where they want to go. That's really what coaching is about is where yeah. do you want to go? And I'm going to challenge you to get there. Exactly. And sometimes they don't know how to get there. You know, right, think about right. like, you know, trying to be a bodybuilder or something like that. You might want to do that. But if you're not sure how, then you need someone to help you figure that out. And that's, that's a lot of what we get into is they're, they're very used to running the business the way they always have. And if they want things to change, they need someone that can help them figure out how to exactly. do that. Right. And you got to coach them along. Yeah. Because it's, it's always, it's probably, a, it's a journey and you got to be there. There's some highs and some lows as you do that. And so you got to be able to keep them going as far as it goes. And especially when teams um, start off using um, agile frameworks and scrum and, and things like that, it's easy to, you know, when you go to a training and you take it back to work, you know, everyone's excited and pumped up, like, this is awesome. We're going to, you know, do this thing. Um but if you don't have a coach there sometimes to help them keep moving in that direction, people easily fall back into their old habits and, exactly. and the excitement and momentum. They, they, they relapse. Yeah, yeah. They don't, don't follow through on that New Year's resolution. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. They're, like, they're on it for like a couple of months. All of a sudden, they start going back to their old ways. Like, no, don't do that. Yeah, Blow the whistle at that point, the right? The whistle comes in handy there. Yeah. <laughs> bring, out the, bring out the clipboard. Exactly. <laughs> Tell them what's up. Yeah. So we've got a couple of minutes left. I just want to learn more about Project Brewing itself. Obviously, you, you give us more details as to how you help companies. Like, you, Obviously, you travel around the country. So you you just drove in from Cleveland this morning. Yep. <laughs> and and you guys were in Colorado. I mean, yeah. you guys are everywhere. Tell us about what, what yeah, the things so, Project Brilliant does. Yeah, Project Brilliant. So we're, we're actually based in Indianapolis. Uh, the company's been around since 2004. Mm-hmm. Uh, we've been growing a lot lately. Um, and so uh, we have uh, our major markets really being Indianapolis, Cincinnati, Pittsburgh. And we do travel uh, a lot of other places as well, especially companies that just have uh, different locations. But um, you know, we do, uh, training, coaching on agile primarily. And then, uh, that entails a lot of things though. Uh, and so usually in just how do we engage with clients? It's really, um, oftentimes coming in and just you know, having some initial conversations with leadership. Uh, oftentimes they'll say we want to go agile, but they're not exactly sure what that means or what that looks like. So there's some upfront conversation and then, um, you know, really getting into an assessment. Okay. Where do you want to go? Where are you now? Let's give you some recommendations on how to get there and put together a plan. And then just, Definitely. let's just go through it. Definitely. And off you go to projectbrilliant.com, you can really scroll through and check out all the things you guys do. Yeah. And of course, contact you guys there uh-huh. as well, too. Yeah, so, we do Yeah, a lot of public training classes as well as a big thing. So we have, gotcha. uh, I do classes here in Pittsburgh uh, for Certified Scrum Master about every month. Uh, so those are all on the website, of course, as well. So, Excellent. Yeah. yeah. And then also other classes like product owner and leadership courses okay. for um, you know senior leaders and managers and executives, too. Yeah. Great stuff, guys. Yeah. Thank you so much for stopping by. Cool. Yeah, Aaron thanks ben, for having us. Project Brilliant, projectbrilliant.com. That's right. I'm glad you guys are here in Pittsburgh doing what you're doing. Thank yeah, you. Thanks. Yeah. Thanks Great for having stuff. us, Jonathan. <laughs> Absolutely. Hey, we're taking a quick break. We're coming back with more Tech Vibe Radio. This is Jonathan Kirsten with the Pittsburgh Technology Council. Learn more about us at pghtech.org and hey, follow us on Twitter at pghtech. 
So I tell you what, Otter, one of the best things about doing Tech Vibe Radio is when we have old friends and family stop by. <laughs> no, I can't believe that I you're know. related to these people. I know, it's crazy. That blows we, my mind. We took a DNA test and little did I know. You guys really look alike. <laughs> emotionally related. I, we're emotionally related. Oh. Like, so Sam, <laughs> Sam Shaven here from New Rock. <laughs> Sam, I think I've known you for, like, what, maybe 20 years now? Yeah, it's got to be two decades. When you were the big startup drawn to the Pittsburgh area from Austin, Texas to Uniontown back in, <laughs> oh, my God, was it 1999, 2000? I didn't yeah. even live yeah, here then. That's crazy. 99? Yeah, and so. I like the um, the effect that memory has on, you know, on how big things really were. So <laughs> it was like really big. big were you working out of your car then? I don't think there were, like, five of us or four. I don't know. You yeah. guys had, like, an apartment in Austin with, like, a server in the bathroom, right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> Move that to another bathroom in Pittsburgh. And you, nice. were, and you were lured, you were lured to, but you had a big space in Uniontown for a while. Yeah, we really had a cool. really cool office that was deceptively big for how big we were in mm-hmm. Uniontown that we So renovated. it was like a party. It was like an old furniture warehouse that we bought. You know, you, you can buy a place like that for a pittance in, in Uniontown, and we fixed it up so we had like 4,000 square feet for like, you know, seven people for a good period of time. That's like a dance party. But it was fun. Yeah, it was a good dance party space. Yeah. And then we worked in the office two days a week, you know, and worked from home the rest of the time. <laughs> That's a good space. use of money. Exactly. <laughs> right, <right>. Exactly. <laughs> Sam, we're so glad you got to hang out with us today because New Rome, I mean, obviously you guys are one of the coolest app companies in Pittsburgh and you've been doing it forever. And I, you work in such a unique space. What is that space? Not yeah. not the Uniontown space. Yeah. Um, you know, we, when we first started 20 years ago, the, the space was doing stuff on the web, and that was great. We built web applications for whomever. You know, exactly. <laughs> and I we did this on the web. Stuff. We'll build it. You know, back then, we we the, one of the first things we built was sort of a match.com for for profits and nonprofits in Austin, sort of an online you know matchmaker instead of a big catalog that you would use to to make those matches. So it was you know it was sort of like whatever we could use the web for to do something new and interesting that wasn't around. So back then that was pretty neat. So maybe fast forward 15 years and everybody's using apps to do everything. So obviously we've been doing some app development work. Uh, and we do uh, a lot of app development work for for commercial um, you know startups. Um, that's that's tougher. Those are usually smaller projects, and somebody may or may not always have the exact vision of what they want to build. Uh, but we also have been doing a lot of app development for um, researchers with researchers at Pitt, which is really fun because they have really cool ideas. They have really neat projects, and it's uh, it ranges from. Uh, collecting data for studies. One study that we've collected data for was uh, a study on marijuana usage and its effect on memory and motor skills. So we no was that, what, what was that again? <laughs> oh, gee. Oh, yeah. right. any, any volunteers to, uh, any, to sign up for is that? There, is there any... They, Zero. They don't, they don't provide uh, free marijuana with the study just in case. So don't well, everybody flock. What kind flock. of study is that? Jeez, come on. Uh, and I'm not sure what the results are uh, right now, but we've been gathering you you know, gather a lot of data, data via these apps where the researchers are processing. So they call it gathering data, right data. Okay. <laughs> right. And then, you know, a lot of other um, really sort of cool um, behavioral interventions. So we've been working with a lot of psychologists and psychiatrists um, to do things like there's um, an app that we're working on that's sort of a a server-side thing. It's in a text message intervention to help young adults with oh, I've heard about better binge-drinking right. choices. Uh, oh. Not better choices of beer, but I was like better, say. Yeah, better right, choices yeah. in general. Exactly. So, you know, Make stuff that really affects next people. Time. Not a Schlitz, yeah, right. You can't drink as many Guinness, so it's probably better for you. So a lot of that's that sort of behavioral intervention work we've been doing lately. So, you know, we that's really satisfying and fun work. You know, we've always wanted to do 
work that actually helps people. And it maybe it feels a little better to help somebody with their depression rather than help them find tennis shoes that they want to buy on their website, you know, on a story. That actually <laughs> alleviates my depression. Right, right. Well, maybe. We, we do have an e-commerce integration platform that's like a separate product that <laughs> we spun on. So that. that's, you know, I don't want to belittle that by talking badly about e-commerce. <laughs> but lots of fun are projects. Are you finding that more people are interested in building things that are more impact and socially minded? Like, I think so. You've been in this business for a while. So are you seeing any trends? Maybe. You know, I think that the trend that we see or the thing that we've entered, the space that we've entered, is working with um, a really good group of researchers, uh, mo- primarily at Pitt, but a couple of other universities. Uh, and they tend to have, um, you know, it's a different world to work in. You know, working with a university, things are kind of slow. So you have to know how to do these projects in right. such a way that, you know, you. You can sort of pay the bills along the way, but then everything works out just fine financially over a longer term. Right. So they right. just take That's a, a little point. bit longer. So once you start working with them and you do good work and they see that you're actually interested in their work, then you know we see that world from their perspective and we get Definitely, to work on a lot right. of those projects. So we've actually started working um, through the, the Small Business Innovation and Research Grant World, SBIR World. Uh, and applied for a few of those grants. If, if you're not familiar, oh, those are like great. NIH mm-hmm. has a grant program. It makes total sense, um, yeah. yeah. And they help you fund these projects. So we've been able to, now that we know a lot of cool researchers, kind of talk to folks who have an idea that they'd like to get funded, that they're trying to get you know other NIH funding for. And so oftentimes they're like, let's, kind of co- yeah, let's collaborate on that and work together to do it. Yeah, exactly. That's cool. Exactly. And that's really, really fun work because then you get to do really cool stuff with really smart people. Learn a little bit. Obviously, you don't get to know whatever this PhD that you're working with. You know, you don't know exactly the level that they do, but you get to sort of dabble in a lot of really fun stuff. So, um, those are some of the the more interesting projects. We just um, got word, and it's not officially official yet, but we um, have. I think we're going to get funding for a project called Mood Ring, which is a way to use passive sensor data from these blocks that we all carry around in our pockets called cell phones. Oh, um, blocks, yes. To, <laughs> to help uh, monitor kids with depression. So wow. oftentimes kids with depression, you know, the way you get monitored is you have to go, you know, to the doctor's office every month or two and take some survey, and most people just don't do it if their depression's mild. So a lot of kids kind of fall through the cracks. So this is a way to use the data on your phone to just kind of say, hey, you know, I think it looks like, you know, whatever, you're not making as many calls, you're not moving as much, you're in a lower mm-hmm. light environment, there's not as much noise around Whoa, you. Know, is anything crazy. going on? You know, do you want to call anybody? Do you want to do anything for, you know? So for all, all, through, all through your smartphone. Yeah, all through just the phone that you carry around in your pocket. Because think about it, we all carry our phone, what, 98.9%? And so the data that's oh, being yeah. collected is movement data as well as... Audio... Um, and it's, you know, it, it's tricky when you're doing the study portion, you're collecting as much as you can to try to figure out what actually right. correlates to your mood. So you're, you're checking the people's mood, you're collecting all this data, but then at the end, the ideal scenario is you're like, okay, we only need these one or two things. Let's collect as little right. information possible as possible get, because right. it makes it easier to keep it private the less you collect. And then you figure out what actually corresponds to these things. So really fun stuff, you know, and I think all the time about, um, you know, other uses of this data, you know, how much data is collected by Facebook and Twitter and Google and, and used for, you know, marketing purposes. So, you know, let's let's collect some of the stuff and use it for, for good purposes. If we that's why I think your room is so cool because that's, that's where you work. That's your space. That's your Are sweet spot. Are you hiring right now? 
Uh, we are not hiring this. Well, actually, you know, we we have the the number of developers we need, but we're finally looking for uh, some project management folks right now. So we're just starting that process. Very cool. You know, yeah. up until now, I think I've done ninety percent of that, and I'm. I'm done doing that. You're done doing that. Yeah. I'm done doing that. <laughs> what do you think? So you came here 20 years ago, 21 years ago. What's changed? Oh, Pittsburgh has changed so much. Um, how long have you have you been with the Tech Council, Audrey? At least a 11 decade, years. right? Yeah, mm-hmm. That's right. That's what I thought. So, um, you know, I, I guess we've all seen this city um, turn into this really – sort of cool, fun place. Not that it wasn't fun before, but there are a lot of neat things going on right now. So it's become more difficult to hire people, that's for sure. That's probably a good thing from the perspective of somebody at like the tech me, council. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's, um, you know, it makes it a little challenging to hire, but we have a pretty good blend of, of how we do it now. You know, we have, um, I'd say, 90% of our workforce is in the office. But we have a couple of folks that work remotely from South America, just not, you know, mm-hmm. not through another company, right. just people that we've hired. They're wow. okay. part of the family. We um, goof around on them? Slack all day, never in person, but all, every single morning Those on a video call. Those are the best employees, right? <laughs> right. They, they can't uh, bring their, bring their uh, after work problems into the office because they can't come to the office. That's right. <laughs> yeah, Audrey's on to something now. She's like, wait a second. <laughs> so that's changed. You know, it's become very challenging to to find good mm-hmm. people that you know don't want to go work for for Google or right. whatever, but not so challenging that it's making it Definitely. impossible. Mm-hmm. Just have to rethink the way you do things, um, and it's just become a, a much more fun, you know, an even more fun place. I l- fell in love with Pittsburgh twenty years ago. I know um, before other people saw it. Yeah, yeah, and you must have uh, similar experiences as you kind of look back over. Oh the yeah, I mean, you could see the diamonds all over. They just weren't glistening. Mm-hmm. And then the mood of the collective mood of the people, their self-esteem is pretty low. Yeah. So you sort of compare that, and then I thought, there's there's some magic in here. Yeah. And I always like to go against all odds, so it was a total match for me. Nice, nice. Well, you can also take credit for making it happen, right? Because you're being here corresponded to it happening. So it there, be, you, there you go. That's a wrong. positive correlation. That's a statistical genius. Right. That's, right a, that's some data right there. Yeah, Absolutely. Right. Right. <laughs> stats degree. We like the way you think. Courses away. <laughs> it's been. A, it's a journey. It's tough. We're mm-hmm. competing with the world. So when you talk about the talent, we're competing with the world. Yeah. Yeah, and I think that there is some some rethinking. You know, how do we blend um, local? great local talent with uh, external talent that might be anywhere in the right. U.S. or anywhere world, in the world really, yeah. uh, without, right. you know, kind of breaking the model. Like, I, I don't really want to have 100% remote office. Right. Uh, I love the people at the office. You got the so, do so, so do I. Yeah. Yeah. So do I. And that's a tension point in terms of what's happening in the world. Yeah. How do you build really deep collaborative relationships if we don't bump into each other? Mm-hmm. I don't know. Yeah, right? how do you uh, have that? So you know the the so-called water cooler discussion. Not that anybody actually has a water cooler, but how do you do that <laughs> online? And we kind of do it. I mean, through Slack. Slack and through is pretty good at that. Google Hangouts. Yeah. You know, we anytime we, mm-hmm. we there's a guy that we work with. Uh, for, he's in Argentina, and he has the best command of ridiculous um, American humor <laughs> nice. ever. And we're like, Joaquin, how did you learn how to make you know dumb jokes just like us? And he's like, The Simpsons, of the course. Simpsons, you know, of course. <laughs> he's I love hilarious. It. So we've got about a minute or so left. So what kinds of yeah. work? So if people are listening and they want to use Neuro. your service, yeah. what kinds of problems are they having right now? 
Uh, I think if you're, you know, right now we're really thinking a lot about uh, researchers and interesting work that can help folks. We've been doing a lot of work on apps uh, that help kids, young adults, and adolescents. So, um, you know, I think if there is an interesting research problem, um, I think we can help not only with the technology, mm, but maybe, to know. maybe with it. getting some, you know, some resources to, to get um, a study put together through applying for an SBIR or something like that. Right. That's something that we love to collaborate on with folks. And what's your website before we go? Uh, it is newrealm.com. And because of the lack of new uh, domain names back yes. 20 years ago, it is spelled N-U-R-E-L-M. There is no I love it, it, man. <laughs> <laughs> Perfect, man. We love it. Super, super cool. Sam, you're the best. So glad you could catch you. up with you here. Yeah, it's always a pleasure, guys. You guys are um, better than coffee. Your energy is always there. <laughs> All right. But more positive than I'm coffee. stealing that. I'm not better than coffee. That's better than coffee. About. Absolutely. Hey, once again, no tech vibe under the belt. Thanks for spending your Wednesday night with us. Thank you. This is Jonathan Kirshning. And this is Audrey Russo. Learn more about the Tech Council at pghtech.org. We really need new phones. T Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com.